Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellas Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we will be reviewing Mile 22, Crazy Rich Asians, The Death of Superman, and Black Klansman. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. How you doing? Doing all right, man. How you doing? I am doing pretty well. Uh, we actually have some pretty good movies to talk about today, so that's yeah. a, that's a positive, certainly. Um, yeah. But yeah, we are rounding out the the summer movie season. We're basically finished with it. I mean, we got like two more weeks, um, so we're entering that weird, awkward in between area where we're not quite in oscar season yet but we're also out of move out of summer movies so it's gonna be strange but this year we actually seem like we have a couple of um bigger movies in this time so that's good i mean predators next month i believe so it it could be interesting it could be interesting so uh, we'll we'll be recapping the summer movie season on the next episode correct ozzy yes i believe so so that'll be fun. Look out for that. Uh, in terms of other housekeeping, before we actually get to the reviews, uh, there's a new video on our YouTube channel. Um, there should be a new bonus episode either before this episode releases or after this episode releases. Haven't quite decided when, so it might already be there or it will be coming in the next couple of days. Um, yeah, do you have anything else you want to say before we get into reviews and everything? Not really, no. All right, then let's just jump into reviews. And I... I was the one who saw the movies from this past weekend, and then Ozzy uh, saw Death of Superman, which is a straight-to-video DC animated movie. Um, if you know their, those movies, then you know there's a good chance this one might be pretty good. So I'm curious to hear uh, if it was good or not. But anyway, let me start with these movies that came out this past weekend. First of all, we have Mile 22. Um... Okay, we're going to talk about one of the best edited movies of the year and one of the worst edited movies of the year in the same episode. Um, Mile 22 is one of the worst edited movies of the year. It's, uh, this movie is so disappointing. Uh, This is a movie directed by Peter Berg, starring Mark Wahlberg. And if you have paid attention to movies in the past couple of years, then you know that this pairing has produced a lot of actually really, really good movies. Uh, This is not the case, and that's why this movie is so disappointing. This pairing, Mark Wahlberg and Peter Berg, have produced Lone Survivor in 2013, Deepwater Horizon in 2016, and Patriot's Day in 2016. So you would think, man, this movie's going to be awesome, just like those three movies. Uh, eh, no, it's not. Uh, This movie just feels like this is something they shot on their downtime between the rest of these movies. Um, It's just... It's... Ultimately, this movie is just trying way too hard to be deeper than it is. This movie, it tries to, like, add interesting elements to these characters that just don't work. Um, Lauren Cohen from The Walking Dead is in this movie as well. 
uh, her character, they try to add this thing with where she's going through a divorce and she's really struggling with that, but you don't really care at all because it has nothing to do with anything that's happening. Uh, Mark Wahlberg, they kind of want, they kind of did um, uh, the rip, a ripoff of The Accountant, uh, where he's kind of got some sort of mental disability or mental handicap, and it's, you know, they never exactly explain what it is. They're very vague about it. Characters in the movie even, like, uh, theorize about what he actually has, and it's like, I, I don't care. Like, it's, Wahlberg's fine in the movie. He gives an interesting performance, and it's because he has this character trait, so sure. But ultimately, it doesn't mean anything. Like, I feel like if he wouldn't have had that, it would have been a less interesting performance, sure, but it would have changed nothing about the movie. It has nothing to do with what's happening. And then what this movie does is it has a framing device of Mark Wahlberg being interviewed about this operation. Um... After the operation, obviously. So what they have to do is they have to transport this guy from one location to another to get him out of the country. It's 22 miles, and if they get him out of the country, he will tell them where this uh, nuclear material is that is assumably going to be used for evil reasons, right? Um, the problem is with Mark Wahlberg's little framing device is he doesn't, like... Most of the time, you're actually, like, talking about what's happening. You're narrating what's going on, or you're telling us what we're about to see in those kind of framing devices. This movie, it doesn't do that. It's mostly just Wahlberg talking in very broad philosophical strokes. And it's just like, what? Well, this it doesn't have anything to do with what's, hap with what's happening. I don't care. He's just saying these, like, basically things that he read off of fortune cookies and... Multiple characters do that throughout the movie, by the way. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Lauren Cohen doesn't really do that in this movie as much. Um, but John Malkovich does it a lot. And John Malkovich has a line in this movie that is so just completely out of nowhere. Has nothing to do with what's going on on the screen. And it's just like, what? What is this line? So the script is not the best, if you can't tell. Um, and also one of the most disappointing aspects of this movie by far, by far is, uh, camp. I'm going to try to pronounce his name. Eko Uwais, Uwais, maybe, um, he, if you don't know, is the star of the very popular foreign films, The Raid, The Raid 1 and The Raid 2. Now... What those movies are known for, if you have not seen them, you might have heard of them. They are known for incredible action sequences, mostly starring our friend Ico here. The problem is, they he, you can tell that he, he's on screen a lot, and you can tell that he's doing some cool action things, like he's doing some cool stunt work. The problem is... Either they butchered it in editing, or Peter Berg doesn't know how to fight or how to shoot hand-to-hand -hand action sequences. Because my goodness, they butcher every time he's on the screen. The camera work is so distracting that it takes away from what we're, what he's actually doing, and you can tell he's actually doing it, which is why it's so disappointing. Um, I just I was so let down by this movie. The editing, like I said, is a disaster. Um, the action sequences—they're so frantic. They're so all over the place. You can't tell what's happening. It's so frustrating. Um, 
like I said, in terms of going back to positives, because I didn't really start positive, Mark Wahlberg gives a solid performance. Um, the visual effects are not an issue at all. It's rather impressive visually. Uh, Lauren Cohen is solid. I, it, it's just a lot of the, it's, it's hard because a lot of the writing for these characters is a little rough. But, yeah, I, I, I just, uh, Ronda Rousey's in this movie. I should mention that. They did exactly what you should do with Ronda Rousey, not give her much to say, not give her much to do, just have her be a character who needs to look stone-faced. Um, and that's what she does, and she's fine in, at that. So performances-wise, we don't have many issues here. I really enjoyed most of the performances in this movie. The problem is the script is questionable at best. They made some interesting choices with it, to say the least. And the editing is really a mess and you can't tell like if if you told me that this was some random action director and not peter berg i would have believed you and that's a problem you, you know you would think that after multiple major hits in the theaters we would be able to say whoa that's a peter berg movie and you'd be able to tell that there's like a level of quality to be expected from peter berg this movie was a letdown, and it, I i don't know. I was so disappointed by this movie. It's, it's it, it, one of the most disappointing movies of the year. Uh, that being said, I will give this movie a... I'm going to give this movie a 4 out of 10. It's not good. I don't think it's awful, because Wahl Wahlberg is interesting to watch on screen. But, I mean... I won't be surprised if people rate it even lower than that, and I'm even considering dropping it down as we speak. But, uh, yeah. Ozzy, were you looking forward to this movie at all? Honestly, no. <laughs> um, I just The trailers didn't really interest me. It was just... It was a random summer movie for me that yeah. I didn't ask for, and I was just like, okay, well, let me see what it's about, and, and it still didn't interest me at all. Even with Berg and Wahlberg attached? No, I yeah. was—I was just really wasn't. Just the whole plot line didn't really interest me. It just seemed like one of those movies that it—it it, it looked like it was gonna be cool, but it's just I didn't care for it. Yeah. But the only thing I was looking forward to in that movie is just because I love Lauren Cohen, and it's because like I think she's amazing. I think she did. An, I think she does an awesome job in The Walking Dead. I mean, I wanted mm -hmm. to go see it for her. I was like, wow, like she's finally like doing, she finally has, a, you know, she's finally starring in the movie, and I want to go support her. Um, that's, that's honestly what I was looking forward to. Yeah. Doing. She's not the problem in the movie. Like I said, it's more to do with the editing and some of the choices that they made with the script and things like that. But, yeah, that's what I got, unfortunately. Uh, moving on to a much, much better movie. We have Crazy Rich Asians. Um, this is a movie that when I first saw the trailer for this, I was like, what? I, I don't know that I necessarily care about this at all. Like, the trailer did not interest me. Uh, but slowly, uh, this movie has been gaining a lot of traction where people went to go see this movie and they're like, this movie is good. Uh, the cinema score for this movie, um, which if you don't know what cinema score is, it's when they poll people who go to see the movie after they see it and they're asked to give a grade and things like that. The cinema score is, I believe, an A, if not an A+. Um, the Rotten Tomatoes score, I know it was ridiculous. So this movie had a lot of hype going into it when I went to go see it. And normally that kind of can skew me the opposite direction where I'm like I'm not gonna like this movie as much as everybody else 
Well, I can happily say that I did like this movie as much as everybody else. Uh, this movie has energy that rom-coms everywhere wish they had. This movie is so fun, so energetic, and it's it's just really overall a good movie. Uh, starting with positives, there's solid, solid performances all the way around. Uh, there's some bit characters here and there that I can get to that I'll talk about a little bit later, but for the most part, the strength of this movie is its performances and its characters. And performances-wise, I have no problems whatsoever. Um, and other than, again, some of the bit characters in one particular scene. Uh, in terms of the characters... This is by far the absolute strongest point of this movie. These characters are so well-written, so likable. I just enjoyed every single one of these characters on the screen. And it had me... I can't remember. There's two things that happen in this rom-com that I can't remember happening in a rom-com in quite some time. Number one, I when this movie ended, I was like, I can't wait for the sequel. When was the last time you have ever said, I can't wait for a sequel for a rom-com? I don't know if I've ever said that after seeing a movie for the first time, uh, or seeing a rom-com for the first time. Number two, I literally am not ashamed to tell you this at all. I was tearing up at the end of this movie, and it's, it's different. I know a lot of people will throw back, what about... Um, Oh, what was that movie from last year that we argue about if it's a rom-com? I'm blanking on its name. Uh, the Big Sick? The Big Sick. What about The Big Sick? I know a lot of people would say that. Didn't you cry at that? I, I might have. That. I might have. I but, didn't cry at that. But, that's a but, I, super, but I really loved it. Yeah. And I wouldn't have minded if I cried at that. No, but the difference is, that's a, it's, it is different because with that, I don't argue that it's a rom-com, but it is an inherently more... It's got inherently more sad moments. So if you literally cried at sad moments in that movie, I don't think anybody would blame you. Whereas this, it's just pure rom-com tears. I was like, literally, I literally had pure rom-com tears where it's like, it's just a sweet ending and you're like, this is all. Oh my gosh. Um, this movie, it's got an energy about it. It's got likable characters all the way through. I just, I had so much fun watching this movie. And that is not to say that this movie is incredibly unique or incredibly, like, different than any other rom-com you've seen, like The Big Sick is. It's not. This is a very by-the-numbers formulaic movie, and this is exactly my point when people throw out generic or formulaic or by-the-numbers as a negative for movies. Or, you know, it's not inherently negative. If a movie is formulaic, quote-unquote, that doesn't mean that it's bad. You can have something that follows the same beat by beat as another movie, but if it's well made and well executed, it doesn't matter if it's formulaic or by the numbers. This is an example of that. This is so clearly, this is just a rom-com. It's, it's, it's a rom-com. It's got a basic rom-com story. You know exactly pretty much how this movie's going to end, but because these characters are so well-written and so well, or so likable, you enjoy your time watching it. And because the editing is so awesome and so hi hyper and so fun, and the way this movie's directed, I, I just, I think this movie is so well executed, and it, it's just, it's a blast. I had tons of fun with this movie. Moving on to negatives. Um, I am not, 
I'm not the biggest fan after, I believe I've only seen her in two movies at this point, but I'm not the biggest fan of Aquafina. Uh, if you don't know what she's from, she was, or the last time you probably saw her was Ocean's 8. Um, I, she was okay in that movie. This movie, she again plays like this kind of quirky type character. It's fine. Uh, she, um, she's not the biggest problem in her scenes, I will say that. Uh, the only issue, the only real issue I have with this movie is when we meet, um, Aquafina's character's family, because it, they're just, they're in a completely different movie. They're so, it's a more absurdist style of humor and it doesn't really work. Now those scenes are, I mean, it's max, maybe five to 10 minutes, maybe it's 10 is a little overshooting it, I think probably like five to eight minutes so it's not a huge portion of the movie so don't let this deter you from seeing it but they just they felt like they're in a different movie and i in terms of the rest of the characters they all felt believable and likable and enjoyable whereas her family that gets introduced and they're they're side characters that's why it's so frustrating why do we need why do we need these people in this movie it's not like they're important to the story or anything um they just, they don't feel believable. I don't believe they're actual human beings. I don't believe, <laughs> I, I don't like them. So that doesn't help either. It's just, it's a bit of a mess in terms of that. And um, it's kind of like they wanted a recognizable face in the movie. So they got Ken Jong, who plays Aquafina's dad, I believe, in the movie. Um, and they basically just let him do whatever he wanted, it seemed like, and it really didn't work and completely felt like in a different movie. Um, that's pretty much my, I mean, that's a very specific thing, uh, and you, that can, that's kind of how you can tell when I really enjoyed a movie is when I, when, when my negatives are very uber-specific, <laughs> um, and this is definitely one of those cases. I really, really enjoyed this movie. Um, I really like these characters. I want to see more of them. Um, Constance Wu is amazing in the lead role. I, I just really had fun with this movie and I'm going to give this movie an 8.5 out of 10. It's a great movie. Go see it, please. Wow. I mean, I, I mean, I was definitely looking forward to it. I mean, uh, there's definitely an act, actor on there that I, <clears throat> I was looking forward to, uh, Nico Sant Santos. Um, mm -hmm. he's actually in. Um, he's pretty good. Supposed, he's in Superstore, if you don't know. Mm -hmm. um, and and I, I just I support him. I, I love I just love uh, his character on, on Superstore, and I was actually interested to see him in the movie as well. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's been a good year for my TV actors transitioning yeah. over to movies. And it's actually got a lot yeah. to say. Um, much like, much kind of like the Big Sick, it's got a lot to say about differing cultures and the American Americanized version of a culture colliding with the more traditional version of that same culture and historic family values you know it, it's it's interesting and i i just i really enjoyed it so uh yeah i i definitely think you should watch it ozzy i think you would enjoy it so uh do you do we have anything else before we move on to your death of superman review i don't think so no uh i i think i think it's my turn to talk. Yep, take it away Ooh, jeez. <laughs> Carlos, been talking forever, dude. I know. <laughs> um, so I, I watched Death of Superman, uh, and I'm sorry I didn't see the other movies. I have. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know, um, my friend Rob is in town from the Navy. He's visiting us for a couple of days, 
doing a couple of days with him. But uh, while he was in town, we actually watched the death of Superman. And I got to tell you, the DCEU needs to be taken advice from the DCAU because this movie was 100% amazing. I love this movie. This movie was everything Batman, the last act of Batman versus Superman should have been, which shouldn't have been in the movie anyways, but mm-hmm. I digress. <laughs> um, this movie was, did an amazing job. I mean, for this movie, we really saw, they really painted Superman in this movie as, as a very hopeful very hopeful character and we saw that with 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 all with all the people that he has saved the whole thing with this movie was superman superman's gonna get us superman superman is always there for us superman's gonna handle this there's nothing to worry about and it really shattered that whole image of him when doomsday came into play and this was a very um very visceral movie uh, i know it's an animated like i said it's an it, it's animated but Every time these two were going at it, I felt the punches. This was very intense, very real. And I was like, dang, this is what the DCEU should have done. And um, it was this, I loved, absolutely loved what they did with this character here. I mean, they they actually uh, really broke down Superman here, which I really liked. Um, and they really made him relatable. And they really made him um, likable as well. Um also, I, I also love the dynamic um, with the Justice League. Uh, I love seeing that they all tried to take out Doomsday, but they were just unable to really uh, take him out as well. I mean, I, I really did like the action in this movie. The action was very intense, very, uh, very well done. I think the voice cast is, is again, the, the voice cast continues to um, continues to be amazing. Jerry O'Connell. He played the voice of Superman. He does the voice of Superman. I think he did a great job. Um, I don't know if you knew this, Carlos, but Rosario Dawson. He's mm-hmm. in the. Uh, she's actually in the Netflix MCU universe. So I just find it interesting that she's in the DC the DCAU. And she actually plays Wonder Woman, and she's been playing Wonder Woman for a couple of years now, or at least voice Wonder Woman. And she is, um, I think, out of the voice actors, she's she's one of the best. She's actually one of my favorites um, when it comes to Wonder Woman. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I think the voice cast is absolutely amazing. And, uh, this is one of the best DCIU, uh, animated movies that I have seen. And, uh, I definitely recommend that, that, that you watch it. If you have the chance to watch this movie, watch it. Cause it's, it's, it's actually really good. Uh, I heard they were splitting this movie into two parts or they were doing like a kind of direct sequel to this. Is that, do you know if that's true? Uh, I wasn't able to verify if that was true. I know this movie was supposed to come out. I, I know this movie has been out for some time now, um, but I don't know any any direct sequel um, I'll coming check. out. With, yeah, but uh, I mean, it was really good. I mean, they did give hints to a sequel because DCA, like, why not? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but they did give hints to to an upcoming storyline. Uh, there's like end credit scenes, and and there is a there is a there is an uh, there is Kind of, they're kind of setting up like a sequel. I don't know. Oh if yeah, it's yeah, a sequel. Reign of Superman will be released in 2019. Yeah, I keep passing this movie in the store, and I'm just like, ah, should I get it? Um, and I everything. I mean, for yeah. me, in my opinion, this is everything that DCEU should be. <laughs> they should be following this formula. Yeah. Yeah, uh, just because uh, money, I've decided that I'm going to wait until the sequel comes out because you know they're going to release like a double feature, like 
pack with both of them or something. So I'm going to wait to get that. I might try to rent it or something, but I, I am very happy that it is good um, because I, I really like this animated universe thing that they have set up. So, uh, Did you give this movie a rating? Uh, I'm giving it a solid uh, 8.0. I think this movie is, is really good, and, awesome. and I highly recommend it. Awesome. So those of you guys who say crap on DC too much, this is me loving DC. There you right? go. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I guess we should move on to the last movie we're going to talk about, and it's a movie that you saw a while ago, Black Klansman. Um, I... <laughs> I this is one of the best edited movies of the year. I really had fun with this movie, and it's uh, also a very serious movie. I, I'm I'm just I think there's a lot to talk about here, and I'm very happy that we waited to talk about it. So thank you for that, Ozzy. Um, Told you you needed to watch yeah. it. <laughs> uh, the thing is, this uh, is is this your first Spike Lee joint? This is my first Spike Lee joint. Hey, all right. So I'm curious to see what you think about it coming at it from some from a perspective of someone who hadn't seen a Spike Lee film before, because to me, this movie has Spike Lee written all over it. Uh, Spike Lee has a very, very distinct style. When you watch a Spike Lee movie, you pretty much can tell it's a Spike Lee movie, whether it's good or bad. Um, he just has a style about him. And... Uh, this movie is no exception. So I'm curious to hear uh, what your thoughts on it were and what you thought your thoughts on Spike Lee's style was. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, like I said, I mean, this movie for me had a kind of a Tarantino kind of feel to it. Um, and I don't know if you agree, but for me... And the term that, that there's a lot of stylized kind of visuals, yes, and very much what I was saying about Spike Lee's style, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the, I mean, this is kind of a, this is based, it's very loosely based, yeah. very loosely based on <laughs> the true story, um, and, and I mean, for me, I mean, this movie was was, for me, people need to see this movie. The cast is amazing. I think everybody in this movie does an amazing job, from John David Washington to Adam Driver to Laura Harrier, Topher Grace. Um, I think I think everybody who was in this movie did an amazing job. Um, for me, this is going to be definitely one of the most talked about movies of the year. Um, you know, John, I didn't even know, uh, John David, uh, I didn't know his name before. I said, I have never seen his, this actor, John David Washington in, in the movie before he is, um, Denzel Washington's son. Mm -hmm. And I need to, I want to see more of, of John David, uh, working in, in films. I mean, he, he held the movie by, by his, by his shoulders. And I think he did a fantastic job um i think he did a phenomenal job when it, when, he, when he was acting um you could tell he was annoyed but he was just handling it um you know and, and he he came off and and i really did like the soundtrack with this movie and the soundtrack that that played every time he came on screen yeah um, yeah i sh i thought that the soundtrack went amazing with him um because you could tell that i mean he, he played the he played the character of Ron Stallworth, <clears throat> and every time, every time he came on the screen, uh, there was kind of a swagger to him. Like you, like you knew that he was gonna BS his way out of something, <laughs> which which was true, uh, which I I loved. Um, I really related to his character. 
Um, and again, I, the one thing I will say that is really great about this movie is the script. The script is absolutely amazing. It's one of the best written, uh, it's one of the best scripts uh, that we've seen all year, in my opinion. Mm. Um, and, and, and this movie was was an amazing ride. Uh, Carlos, what about you, man? Uh, yeah, I really like the script. To me, though, the strength of this movie, the best part of this movie is the performances. Um, Adam Driver is awesome. Um, in this movie, I, I don't th- has Adam Driver ever given a bad performance? I don't, no, I don't think he I has. Think so. <laughs> like it's kind of crazy, and it's it's funny though because like we never think of Adam Driver as like a leading man, uh, just I think because of how he looks, unfortunately. But um, he he's just he's never been bad. He's so good, man. Adam Driver is just awesome. Um, and then like you said, John David Washington. Uh, is gives a great performance. Like, look, he's no Denzel, okay, but he certainly is very, very good in this movie. Uh, Topher Grace, gonna... what? He's not Denzel. I mean, yeah, he's not Denzel Washington, but yeah. I mean, he has his dad's acting chops, and I mean, I think, I think, you know, I think he could hold his own against, like, like if it was his dad were acting together, I think he could hold his own. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, there's definitely gonna be people like, who likes. are <laughs> what. Relax there, buddy. No, I'm just saying there's definitely going to be people who are going to compare him to his father, and I don't think that's necessarily fair. That's my point. It's not fair. Um, But I definitely think he is extremely talented, and I want to see more of him. Uh, Topher Grace uh, plays David Duke. That was an interesting choice for David Duke. I, (laughs) I, I don't know. What did you think of Topher Grace in this movie? I thought it was really good, um, yeah. and I thought, I mean, again, I mean, again, this is just, I mean, TV, I, I mean, I don't know, this is the weekend for TV actors. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he did really good. I mean, I know, I mean, I know there, there was an actor also who, who was on Blacklist, I, I gotta find his name. Mm-hmm. Um, he was also really great as well, but I mean, I think Topher Grace as, as, as David Duke, I really liked it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's kinda, Ryan Eggold is the one you're thinking of. Um, yes, but the guy that I really want to talk about and the guy who out of all of these performances, I think has an underratedly at least deserves a shot at best supporting actor. And if it happens, it'll be the, um, um, what's her name? It'll be the Michelle Williams rule of best supporting actor. Um, Corey Hawkins who played, uh, Kwame Toure. He has one. He has basically one and a half scenes, but in that one scene, I was like, <laughs> it was like I was sitting in church, like listening to this man, like yeah, 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 man, I, I'm all in. I believe everything this man is saying right now. He is incredible in his one scene in this movie. Um, if you don't recognize the name, he played Dr. Dre in Straight Out or in Straight Out of Compton, and like. I mean, I, the standout of Straight Outta Compton was um, er, er, Mitchell. What was his name? Uh, I can't remember his first name, but um, he played Easy E. He was the standout in that movie. So I wasn't like, you know, the guy who played Dr. Dre. He was fine. And then in this movie, I'm like, where was this? <laughs> My goodness, he was incredible in his one scene, and I legitimately think that he deserves a shot at Best Supporting Actor for this one scene. Yeah, he's he incredible. He did an amazing job in the movie, and I, th- I thought we were actually going to get more of him. Yeah. Um, 
but unfortunately we did it. But I mean, I think he did an amazing job. I mean, he didn't blow me. He blew me away. I was, I was like, yes, I am all here for this performance <laughs> right now. Um, yeah, so I, I really enjoyed his performance. Needless to say, I really like all the acting in this movie. I don't think there's a bad performance in the bunch. Um, yeah, and I agree with you on the script. I think it's really solid. I, I There's a couple of sore spots here and there that we'll talk about, or that I'll talk about at least. Um, but for the most part, the script is awesome. The editing, I got to talk about the editing. The way that they edited this movie together is just, it's got that... It's got that Spike Lee feel to it where it's really kind of stylized and they kind of, they blended scenes together and used some split screen in this movie and then they put some stuff at the end that I'm sure is what most people are talking about with some kind of real life events that they wanted to highlight. This movie is just sewn together really, really well and... I think that this is one of the best edited movies of the year, and I would be surprised if we don't see it at least discussed in that category come Oscar time. Um, so that's definitely a positive for me as well. Do you have anything else uh, that you want to mention? Um, the message in this movie, uh, very powerful. Yes. Um, I don't know how your theater was when, 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 when you left it, but mine was also kind of, mine was kind of quiet. I think that's, um, they leave you in a place where you kind of have to be. Like, <laughs> I think a lot of people are just kind of like, I don't quite know how to just go about my day after that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, they really, they really give it to you. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, it's, I mean, and it's, I mean, it's, and it's a pretty solid message. I'm oh not yeah, definitely. Not say that, um, but it, you know, it's something to definitely be, you know, look out for. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's it's something that I feel like people. That's, that's another reason why another reason why I feel like people should see it. Um, it's just due to the message that you see on there, and just kind of what he was able to relay um, on on screen. I think it's it's something that's definitely important. And I think it's something that people need to see. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, moving on to negatives. Uh, I don't have too too much here. I. I didn't, like, a lot of people were coming out of this movie going, the best movie of the year so far. I'm not going to go that far. I don't love this movie as much as a lot of people seem to, um, which is fine. I still think this is a great movie that needs to be seen and needs to be talked about and needs to be just, again, seen by a lot of people because it's important. Um, I think my disconnect with this movie is... uh, there were a lot, and I won't say a lot, but there were definitely a few noticeable times when I, in the movie, because towards the end, at the end, it's a different story. They are clearly, like, they're trying to just connect the dots, right? They want you to relate what you just saw to what it has been happening in real life, right? That's the purpose of the end of this movie. But in in the movie there are a couple moments in the script where it's literally like they're winking at the camera right when there's a scene where they talk about um how you know there will never be a president like and they're basically talking about donald trump right and it's like okay we get it it just felt a little bit too much of like bashing you over the head with what they're trying to say it's like you could have said it without directly saying it and you basically just directly said it um, there are a couple moments like that that kind of took me out of the movie, and there's one scene in particular that's very much like that that was just like, it, it didn't, 
Like, I feel like you could have completely cut that scene out of the movie. It wouldn't have changed anything about the movie other than that scene wouldn't have just ripped me out of it. And you could have made the same point at the end. And, you know, it, it's that scene and scenes like that took me out of it. Uh, there's not too many. I'm not going to say that the, the movie's riddled with them. That's The whole movie is trying to give you um, a political message. But that needs to be said. I just thought the, the message was kind of very parallel to today in the sense of what we're still dealing with. And it's surprising that we're still dealing with, with these issues, uh-huh. um, which is insane because it's, it's kind of like for me, for me, for me being, you know, growing up in, in the, in the two thousands, I would have thought that that, 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 that never existed. And then, you know, just the more, just growing up a lot more, realizing that these issues are actually coming back. Um, and not even that they're coming back, but they're just, they never really have gone away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's something that, that really hit home for me personally, is, is, is just the more, just, just growing up more, seeing more, experiencing more, you know, it's, it's just these issues still haven't gone away 100%. Mm-hmm. And it's really fascinating, yet very sad at the same time. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. I, I agree with the message that the movie is saying. I agree with all of that, right? My problem is just because I agree doesn't mean that or just because we agree doesn't mean that we should excuse some script writing that is a little bit of an issue. I, I agree with what the script was saying, what they were saying in those in that scene or in those scenes. But mm-hmm. I think they could have found a more tactful way to say it other than, oh, there would never be a president like that. Wink, wink. You know, like, OK, we, we get it. Like, we didn't need that. Um <laughs> Uh, but anyway, I, I don't know that that's my point there. Um, and then in terms of other negatives that I had, I, I didn't hate the romantic storyline at all, but I found myself every time that he was talking to her and they would cut away to that. I just was like, can we get back to the investigation? (laughs) Um, That's more a a praise of the main storyline than a criticism of the sub storyline. But it's a bit of a criticism of the sub storyline. It's just not as interesting as the main part of the movie. And every time we were cutting away to it, I was just like, all right, like, can we get back to it? Um, Yeah. Uh, Do you have any negatives that you want to throw out there? Um... Oh, oh, yes, 100%, because it took me a while, and there's one freaking fat negative I have for this movie. Okay. Like a really freaking huge one, and every time he was on screen, I got so annoyed, and I was just like, why did they cast him? Why? Interesting. Paul Walter Hauser. He played Ivanhoe, and my gosh, I don't know why they cast this man. He was the he was like he was always trying to be funny. Oh, basically like a cartoon yeah. character the entire time, and I was just I was just so confused as to why they would cast someone uh, of like a character like that and put him in this movie. Yeah, when you have such a like you know when you have such a cool movie, you have such a powerful message, and then you add him, it just it it it, it kind of deflates your whole your whole movie t- to me in my opinion at least. Yeah. Um, and yeah. he was just so annoying. Every time he was on screen, it just felt like he was in a different movie. And for me, I did not, I did not enjoy it. Uh, that's interesting. I see. I didn't think of that at all. I kind of 
I don't know. I, I bought it. I, I thought he, it's just he's a drunk racist. You know, like, yes, he's very one note and a little over the top, but I didn't have too much of a problem with it, but I can understand why you did. Uh, the funny thing, though, now that you bring him up, he's in Itania, which, and I remember our discussion with Itania about Itania, we, we brought him up in negatives as well because, you know, he, he just felt like a very cartoony character in that movie. But then I remember also talking about Itania, they showed the real footage at the end, and he nailed it. You know, like that, we, we didn't believe him as a person, but then when you see the actual person, you're just like, you know, <laughs> I didn't believe that kind of person existed, but maybe he does. Uh, so, but now I'm kind of going back and thinking maybe it wasn't that great of a performance because... He just plays he basically the same, the same thing here. Character. Like the first time, but, it's funny because the first time I was defending him, I was like, "No, dude, that's literally how it was doing it, right?" Yeah. And then he's the same character here. Yeah. So I can't, and I hate that because now I'm just like, I don't even know what to say anymore. Like, I, yeah. like my whole basis kind of falls down now because it's like I hated his character in this movie. I mean, his character was so cartoonish; it didn't go with this movie too well. Yeah. Um. I mean, and everybody wasn't out of their, like, for me, at least with I, Tanya, I believe that everybody was kind of going out of, like, out of their, I, I believe that everybody was kind of going... A little over the top. A little over the top yeah. in I, Tanya. At least in this one, everybody was, I mean, everybody was kind of toned down. Everybody knew that they were playing somebody, yeah. you know, realistic. He was, for me, he was just like, yeah, I'm going to be somebody drunk cartoon guy. And they kept, like, they kept giving him lines and lines and lines and every time he was on screen I was just like Interesting. get him the hell out of here I do not care about this dude like yeah. he's so annoying see the funny like, thing I is I hated his character I hated it I guess what I'm saying is the funny thing is that I didn't hate it's his like, performance in this movie as much but now I'm questioning whether he is a good actor at all <laughs> no. exactly it's just like Dude, come on! Like, he, played, like, he played like the same drunk guy, and it's just—it's so annoying. I hated his character, dude. I could yeah, not stand interesting. It. Interesting. And I feel, and it, it sucks because I defended him, and I tell you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All <laughs> I right. Was like, hey, maybe, maybe he's, maybe he's good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else, or do you want to rate this movie and uh, move along? We can go ahead and rate this movie and move along. Uh, Carlos, what are you gonna rate it? I am at an 8.7. I think this is a great movie. I think, as of right now, it's certainly in best movie of the year. Um, we'll see when we come towards the end of the year. But I I think this, like I said, it's a movie that needs to be seen by a lot of people. I certainly know a lot of people who need to see this movie. <clears throat> um, and it's who a very... Who I'm not going to go into it. And it's a very important movie, uh, wow. just overall. I So I... I, I Go see this movie, please. You better tell me after the show ends, Carlos. <laughs> we'll see. All right, what rating do you have? I'm going to give it a solid 8.9. All right, all right. Like it, I like it. All right, so I think that pretty much wraps it up for this episode. Um, one more thing, uh, going back, something that I forgot to say in, in terms of Crazy Rich Asians Um because I know that if some be, some people is probably going to say this to me, the entire setup of this movie is it takes some plausible deniability. Like the entire setup of Crazy Rich Asians is that, and, and they, they show this in the trailer. It's the premise of the movie 
is that she doesn't know that he's super rich before she goes there and then she finds out. But it <laughs> there's a scene in the beginning of the movie when he gets spotted and then by these random uh, Chinese girls and then it's quickly, extremely quickly spreads all over the internet in um, Singapore that he is dating this new girl. And it's like, if he's that recognizable, then it's it, it's really weird that she wouldn't know at that point. Um, so th there definitely is some plausible deniability involved with the setup of the movie. But once you get past it, you will enjoy it because uh, just go back and listen to my review of this movie again because it's awesome. All right, uh, that's all I have to say. That One thing I forgot to say because I knew I was going to, if somebody went to go see this movie, they were like, oh, you didn't talk about that? Eh, yeah, I know. Okay, yes, it takes some plausible deniability. You just kind of got to roll with it at the beginning. That's what I got to say. Um, uh, do yeah. you have anything else? Or do, do we want to do recommendations? Do you have any recommendations? I want to be 100% honest with you. Recommendations. All right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, my my recommendation I is gonna be a movie that I find I could have swore I had shown my brother this movie before, but I finally showed it to him the other day, and it just made me realize how awesome it is. And it's a movie that I, if you haven't seen Ozzy, I know you will enjoy because of one particular reason. Uh, Donnie Brasco. This movie is a gangster movie starring Al Pacino, and here it is, Ozzy, Johnny Depp. And it is awesome. Uh, it's one of the it's one of my favorite gangster movie scripts of all time. The dialogue in this movie is incredible. It is hilarious. It is awesome. Al Pacino gives an incredibly underrated performance in this movie, and Johnny Depp is it, it, awesome. He's awesome, and it's pre. I'm just gonna put makeup on my face for every role. Um, because I want to act weird. It's pre that Johnny Depp. So it's back when he was like, <laughs> it's, it's back before he, like when he actually acted, you know, like instead of just, you know, slapping white makeup on his face and being in every Tim Burton movie. Um, so yeah, it's, it's an incredible, uh, gangster movie. I really enjoy it. It's one of my personal favorites. So if you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's available on stars. If you have stars, if not, I'm sure you can find it people. I have stars. <laughs> uh, I was more talking to the <laughs> masses, but if you have stars, then definitely check it out, Ozzy, because I think you would really like it, because uh, Johnny Depp. Okay, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll give it a shot. Maybe give it a shot. Um, <laughs> if you don't have a recommendation, you're good. My we can recommendation, just <laughs> my recommendation, Carlos, Okay. <clears throat> excuse me, is going to be... Um, I'm going to say Game of Thrones. Uh, you know, I've been watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> I was wondering when we were going to talk about this. Are you going to talk about the Chucky thing on Twitter? <laughs> yeah. Um, Chucky has said to me that he'll watch Game of Thrones if I watch Black Lightning. That's... And uh, I said, okay. <laughs> See, the thing is, like, all right, Chucky, I'm not going to tell you how to, li how to live your life, all right? You can do whatever you please. Uh, but... Even though I think you will immensely enjoy Game of Thrones and it's a good decision to watch Game of Thrones, and even though I think it's a great decision for Ozzy to give Black Lightning a chance, this is a terrible deal. This is a terrible deal for Chucky. You have to watch one season of television, and he has to watch seven. This is a terrible deal. Look, again, I, mean, I think it's a good choice to watch it, Chucky, because it's 
the best show on TV. Listen, Chucky, listen, but Chucky. But it's a terrible deal. Show, <laughs> listen, if you want me to watch any other show that isn't Black Lightning, that has more than one season, at me, bro. <laughs> Until then... <laughs> <laughs> at me bro okay until then <laughs> this is the deal now i'm not gonna start watching it until 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 you listen to this episode and decide what you want to do okay i think i think that's fair yeah <laughs> so that's fair in case you change your mind <laughs> all right yeah i just i had to we had to talk about that because when i saw that i was like i mean i want ozzy to watch that and i want chucky to watch game of thrones but this is just a, such a lopsided deal. <laughs> so I was I was looking forward to talking about it. All right. Um, I think that pretty I much... I didn't decide this deal. I just want yeah, everybody to know For that. the record, Chucky did come to Ozzy, so this isn't Ozzy trying to pull something. And based on what Ozzy just said, you could tell that it's not Ozzy trying to pull something. So, um... I just want everybody to know that I'm not trying to scam anybody. <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't, want, I don't want any backlash on my Twitter feed. Yeah, exactly. Ozzy was trying to scam one of one of his big fans. <laughs> All right. It's not even accurate. All right. <laughs> okay, I think that pretty much wraps it up. Ozzy, do you want to sign us out? Yeah, 100%. Carlos, where, do, where can people find you in social media? All right, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cherie456. And make sure you follow us all over social media, all at ScreenFollows, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the website and our YouTube channel where Enrique finally just released a new video. It's the first video in seven months on the YouTube channel. Check it out. It's stream fellas. It's Bob's first appearance on the YouTube channel in quite some time. So go check that out. Ozzy, you're right, you're right over there. I'm hundred percent. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do you got? Ozzy? Uh, I have, uh, what do I have? <laughs> Interesting. Um, my Twitter is Castor Ozzy. If you guys want to go ahead and see that conversation between Tucky and I, and also, um, please, re- if you guys have any, any TV recommendations, any movie recommendations, you're more than welcome to email me at ozzy.castro at screenfellas.com. Guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Please rate and review the podcast on I- on iTunes and Google Play. Also. Check out the YouTube channel. There was a new video just posted. What was it, like, earlier this week? Yes. Uh, yesterday, uh, as of the day of recording. So it was posted on a Friday. Yeah, definitely. Definitely be on the lookout for, for that. You know, uh, what, what was the video about, Carlos? Uh, Stream Fellows. It's um, Enrique and Bob went on a boat, and, or on our canoe, and went on the lake, and they decided to talk about life and movies. Yeah, definitely check it out if uh, Life and Movies are your kind of thing. Uh, and if you guys are big fans of Brianna, I know we know she has not been posting uh, for the last couple of days. But I didn't, uh, I, I didn't say it. But but um, cut her some slack. Uh, she's getting ready for school, yeah, yeah. which, uh, you know, you guys know it's, it's school season. It's August. She'll be back on. Hopefully, hopefully coming coming in the next couple of weeks, we'll, we'll, uh, she'll be on to review a couple of stuff. Uh, a couple things there, and uh, also write a couple of reviews as well. Yeah, and when she gets back, and when she gets back to school, hey, maybe she can actually come into the studio, and that will be fun. Yes, interesting, but fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> guys, this is.